Hello, and welcome back to Coffee and Cortisol, your PA podcast. We're coming to you today from sunny Oakland on a busy Monday of the first day back to class for our university. I'm David. This is Viet. And we are here to talk to you about our Star Wars reaction to episode nine. Uh, we kind of plugged that with uh, episode nine of this own podcast where we talked about Star Wars episode nine. Um, I hope you see what we did there. And then today we are talking about uh, how we felt about the episode after, or the movie after we saw it. So um, stick around for that. Uh, initially, we will be talking about where we're at with school. So there is a little PA uh, tidbit there. So hang tight for that. And we'll be right with you. Okay, so for those of you who uh, were expecting the Q&A episode today, uh, we've decided to kind of push that off for another couple weeks yet. Uh, just want to make sure we get a good variety of questions and ma making sure we can make that as useful as possible for all of our listeners. So um, hang tight with that. We will be coming with that soon, but keep on sending in those questions. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and it's just, it's really fun to hear from everyone who's uh, responding and engaging with the podcast. So thank you for all of you who have done that so far and uh, keep, uh, keep sending in those questions. Okay. So Viet, welcome back. Hey, what's up? It's good to be uh, back. So for those of you who uh, are back listening to this episode, if you want to hear about Viet's backstory, which includes a long tale about working in, uh, being a history major, having a history degree, working in tech, being an EMT, saving lives, and then eventually finding his path uh, to PA school, um, you can check out episode nine for those details where he, he divulges that. Um, but today... <laughs> But today we are going to uh, talk about where we're at with school right now. So we just finished our last finals for didactic a couple weeks ago. We're coming back from break. And yeah, how are you feeling? Uh, I was kind of in a weird limbo stage where we passed such a big milestone in our school. And now we're facing something that we don't quite really know. And that brings with it anxiety with all things that you don't really know. That's yeah. how I'm feeling. We're leaving the comfortable to go to the uncomfortable. Exactly. And it's, while school isn't exactly uh, fun, I would say, I mean, it's not torturous, but it's not something we're necessarily looking forward to. It's something we know and is familiar with. And to lose that familiarity, you know. Right. So the, the way PA school is structured is it's generally uh, 27 months. So it's first year. It's divided into first year, which is called didactics. And that's about four semesters of schoolwork. So this is the typical uh, nine to five day with classroom and homework and PowerPoint presentation. And that's just getting you ready for knowing all the academic stuff. Second year is uh, divided or sorry, it's, uh, it's reserved for clinical rotations. So that's what we're going into. So first year, we just finished all the didactics and now we're starting to uh, go into um, rotations. Yeah, so, and that's why we're here today uh, on campus is because they are transitioning us from being students to being clinicians. So they do this thing called boot camp where we kind of, I think, looking at our schedule, review everything that we've done so far throughout school, which is crazy to think about. I think they just show us common things we expected to see. Uh, and then we do a couple things to make sure we're ready to go. Um, as far as I can tell, like practice gowning up for like surgery and do a, an OSCE, which is, what does OSCE even mean? something something standardized something something yeah it's or it's on-site clinical experience that's what it means sorry i just figured that out but that's essentially where you see a an actor who's playing a patient and they're pretty convincing a lot of the times uh and you just get to experience what it's like to see an actual patient before you get out there which i think is really valuable 
and it's a little daunting, but it's it's good experience. So we have one of those, and then among other things, I don't even know. Well, like when we first started first semester, at the end of the semester, we had one OSCE, and so you come in and there's a patient with like some kind of symptom. Like that was a big deal. That was a huge deal, and you didn't really have to do much, but they wanted you to get familiar with just taking the history. So they would come in with like cough or something. They're like, oh, I've been coughing for three days. And then you're like, you know, okay, so how did it start it? So you, your job is to get the history. And then as the semesters uh, rolled along, it gets a little more complex and you have to manage the whole thing. So now they're trying to add more and more OSCEs. Obviously, you want to get to the point where each OSCE is just like a patient, right? So it's just ramping up and it's pretty cool. Yeah, they get more and more real and more and more in depth to the point where it just uh, becomes more and more real. So, and, and the scary part is like, God, in two weeks, three weeks from now, like we're gonna see real people and be somewhat responsible for their decisions and their their healthcare. How, all right. So there's a good how chance you, you might kill that? someone in the next week. How, how do you feel about that? So we're gonna be seeing- Absolutely why? terrified. Why? Well, cause we go from, you know, we're doing these multiple choice questions where you have A, B, C, D, right? And usually you can tell two or three of those are bullshit. And then, um, sorry for swearing. Um, two or three of those are, are just not correct. And then, you know, so you, you narrow it down to like two answers, right? And you pick from those two answers and you, you usually you're pretty right. Um, once you figure out just the two questions, you can narrow it down and you, you can get in, you can guess, right? But then with real life, like you have an infinite number of possibilities. And if you get one wrong, like there's a chance you could kill someone instead of just getting one wrong on an exam. Like the stakes are just so much higher. And that's what's scary about clinicals. Yeah. I think, I think it's like the real world implication of hurting someone and actually having, uh, inflicting suffering and pain on other people, which, you know, none of us want to do. Right. But, uh, it's, it just, it's just more than making a mistake. There's like dire consequences and that like weighs on you. I don't know. It weighs on me. Yeah. So, uh, when a year isn't enough to like learn everything from medicine, like I'm not an expert in medicine after a year of school. And it's kind of crazy, huh? How we're like going out to clinicals after a year. Right. I mean, I feel like we've just scratched the surface and from what I've heard from people, like it can take up to like five years to be comfortable as a clinician. Mm -hmm. And we are not even starting like that's five years after school, you know, we're at, you know, year negative two right now or negative one, I guess now that we're a year in. But it's at it's at one theory, uh, one idea. I don't know. It's Malcolm, thousand hours. Mal yeah, yeah. There yeah. You go. Is it Malcolm Gladwell? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it's like you have to. You should do something for ten thousand hours to kind of master it. But like medicine is, it's kind of. I mean, just like everything, like it's more practice, and you just got to be familiar with it, and you got to just do a ton of it to kind of get comfortable with the craft. So obviously, one year is nothing, you know. Absolutely. What could I, I want to go a little more? positive here for a minute so what are you excited about with clinicals like what are you looking forward to people say people say that clinicals is the more fun year and it's because you're seeing the application of what you're learning so i mean i'm scared and i'm nervous and all that but like i don't know there's a certain reward with doing something feeling that you've done something right and then like maybe having medicine speak to you right like i mean like you're, you're doing like a year of academics you don't know what you're doing yeah. I mean, oh, wait, I mean, you're like learning pharmacology and physiology. Sure, you get that. But like, how do you know it's for you? How do you know that you like GI? How do you know you like surgery? Sure, sure. But then when you do it and then you get that feedback, 
like I hear, I talk to some of the kids and uh, some of the, the folks that already did clinicals and they're like, it's, it's some of the best things ever, man. Or like some people come back and they're like, surgery is for me. I think I was made to do surgery. I'm like, how do you, how can you say that with such conviction? That's so powerful that, right. that someone's like, I was born to do surgery. Like, damn, that's, that's deep, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think this is something we'll kind of talk about too uh, when we get to the Star Wars stuff here. But I think, you know, the the best part about PA school is like the 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 thrill of getting something right, maybe potentially after the the, the failure of getting something wrong. You know, because if uh, at some point we're we're gonna probably get a lot wrong, but then when you get something right and you know what it is and you figure that out, like I, I imagine that feeling has got to be just incredible. And like all this work, all this time is finally paying off and like going somewhere, and like that's got to be an awesome feeling. I, yeah, you're talking about the feeling of being validated, right? Yeah. We have so many thoughts and so many demons and voices inside right. that when you actually get validated, it's a good thing. And it, and it, it quells all the other voices in your head because I'm, honestly, like, you know, you life is hard, man. And you have all these questions and like, are you doing the right thing? Like, are you on the right path? Like, how do you know this is for you? This is so much money. Am I going to fail? All these questions are constantly barraging through your head. And when you get validated, you're like, you know what? Like, I am doing the right thing. And it's so powerful. To me, it is. Yeah, no, that that uh, that absolutely makes sense. I mean, it's nice to know you're on the right path, like wherever you are in life. I mean, it's just nice to, you know, kind of get a pat on the back and, and kind of realize you're doing the the right thing. I know it sounds cliche, but it's when the stakes are real high and mis- and mistakes are uh, like you, sh- you can't make a lot of mistakes. It's, it's kind of hard. Yeah. It's, it's hard to know. Like, like you don't have much, enough time to mess around, you know, like, how do you really know? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the interesting part. So we'll, I'm sure check back in later, um, <laughs> in the year, but you know, um, we haven't got there yet, so we don't really know, but yeah. we'll, we will find that out. In well, the next- we, we got through first year of didactics that we do know, the, the ups and downs of didactic year and right. academics, you know? And I, I know a lot of you guys out there, you guys are like struggling to get into school, do all these steps to get into PA school. And, and that's like the, there's beauty in that journey also. But uh, sometimes you got to just trust the process and have faith and just go with it, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, there's several other students who've been through it before. I'm sure we're not the worst students who've ever been through this program. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sure, they're right. There's got to be worse than us, right? I don't know, man. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, but so I think at the end of the day, we will, we'll make it. I'm not really worried about not making it through. It's just more like my personal like fear of failure. You know. What do you mean? Elaborate. So just nobody likes to fail. Like I don't like to fail. Like I don't know who likes to fail. Um, maybe some masochists out there. But for the most part, like I, I don't enjoy failure and so like but just knowing that failure is going to happen in this next year is is a little terrifying yeah but i think um what a terrifying feeling huh to being that we're going to clinicals and we're going to have to fail before we learn and this is what real patients hopefully it's in a safe setting which it is it sure it should be for the next year but then we're eventually on our own and right. granted we have a we have a supervised physician but we're still on our own in some ways, you know, true. I mean, you have to do like 95, 99% of the legwork yeah, and true. present that and, and, 
you know, but you were saying something I think earlier about uh, uh, learning from failure versus successes. Yeah, like there's this like there's this I don't know if there's, someone told me that like people who come out of school the first couple of months for med school students they like fail a lot and it's kind of scary to to be seeing residents during that time but then like all all people you know you make mistakes and you learn and you get through it it's kind of a powerful thing especially since it's in medicine and like you have to fail in medicine that means that you know someone's taking the the negatives on that end but then like all things you treat it as a lesson and you carry it on in the future to treat all future people so you don't go through that same thing again right obviously if you're the, if you're if you're a provider that's constantly making mistakes over and over like maybe it's time to find something else but then the important thing is to make you know go through a lesson take it to heart and not let the same things get repeated over and over and over and that's the best thing they can hope for right no one's going to come in this being like perfect no one's going to come in like being like like god and having everything figured out like that's not how things work and they know that they expect that well and like you know a couple things when you look at doctors they go through a residency for three to nine years or however long depending on your specialty before they're experts so yeah, 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 yeah. so it, it, it takes time and like we don't have that residency we have two less years of school and then we you know we're kind of thrown out there and i think yeah people expect us to not know everything so which is kind of cool right that's, that's a little reassuring for sure that's 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 very uh yeah, like you said, it's reassuring. Like this world is not as, like, I mean, they're not as assholes as you think they are. You know, like they want you to do well because they want you to be able to contribute back to the world in a good way, right? That's why we right. why we're doing all this. Well, I hope most people realize, like, like you were a student once too, so you know, like, work with us a little bit, and and I think that'll bear out over time. But you know, I think I think too one one thing that I want to carry with me, and I don't know if, your thoughts on this either, but like. Um, my goal in clinical years to just not make the same mistake twice. Like once I see diabetes, like I'm going to know diabetes, like frontwards, backwards, you know, like once yeah, I see yeah. like uh, scabies, scabies, I'm going to just know scabies. And like you, you know that, well, but I'm going to try to at least, you know, like once you can apply it to a face and a situation, like you, you, I feel like can be more successful than um, just trying to learn it from a PowerPoint, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I guess that's like different ways of learning, right? For me, going through yeah. the motions and doing something absolutely. solidifies it the most for me. I mean, I, I honestly, if you, if you, uh, I'm going to swear here, but if you are like, nah, I'm an audio learner, I'm a reader, I'm like a visual, like that's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like hands down. The only way people learn is by doing. It's the only way. It's why kids are able to use smartphones before their parents can because the parents have to look at the manual. Like, and kids just go and they do it and they learn it. Like, kids, everyone learns best by doing. You never learn by watching. You can learn a little bit by watching, but until you actually do it yourself and feel your own muscles, your own brain, your own um, skills using or doing that thing, it's it, you won't learn. And that's like, if you're training people, if you're doing any of that, you have to let those people do it so that they learn it themselves. True. So, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, like p different people learn differently, but I think just overall, you've got to get out and do it. And yeah. That's, that's yeah. why we do clinical. Yeah. After a solid academic background. Yeah. But. Like, uh, I mean, PA school is kind of challenging in its own aspect, but I don't think they ever, so far at least, they never say, there's the pool, I'm going to throw you in, it's sink or swim. It's not like not yet. Not well, not yet. True. I know. We'll so see scared. how clinical you come. I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, that's it for the uh, PA portion of this podcast. But now we're going to start talking about Star Wars. 
So Viet, tell, why don't you tell me uh, uh, three things that you really enjoyed about this newest episode? Or do we want to set the table first? Let's let's set the table. Okay. So so episode so so what happened is like in episode seven, yep. uh JJ Abrams directed the movie, which I thought was a great movie. Um I think you it disagreed. Was an okay movie. You thought it was okay because it was a reiteration of the older episodes. I thought it was I mean, I thought it was just a wasted episode because when that. you only have three in a trilogy and you do this one that kind of is like reintroducing everyone to like the world of Star Wars, like and I know there was a lot of angst about the prequel trilogy and how bad those movies were, which I think a lot of them were bad in terms of dialogue. But, you know, and people felt like we need to do something really safe. And I think yeah. that is probably the key word for this new trilogy is safe. Well, that's not quite true. That's not not quite true. So, but uh, yeah, keep going. So then, so then episode seven, J.J. Uh, Abrams directed it, uh, did pretty well. Episode eight, a new director, his name is uh, Ryan Johnson. He went 180 and kind of just went totally off the rail in terms of direction of what he thought Star Wars or where he thought Star Wars should have gone. So there was like, there was a lot of uh, pushback from fans because they, like fans like myself, who who thought that the the stories didn't really align. And then J.J. Abrams, took the helms back on episodes nine. So it went from Abrams to Ryan Johnson back to Abrams. And that lack of direction is, I don't know about that kind of was weird. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of changes on the fly, I think, from this most recent one. So, um, but we want to start positive, I think, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, we'll find a few things we can find. Um, okay, so... Why don't you Why don't you start? What was one of the things you enjoyed about this new movie? I thought that like the way he talked about Kylo. Uh, Kylo went through through this redemption arc that was pretty cool. Uh, he he did. I mean, he killed his dad and a bunch, like a billion people. Yeah, kind of a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, shit, I mean that's, that's something to mention. But then he he like he redeemed himself sorta, and that was kind of cool. Um, it's always good to go through like a redemption arc to see how a person goes through the dark and come back, you know? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's kind of a key Star Wars, well, it was. I don't know. Only Darth Vader has done it so far, and then Kylo was kind of a retread of Darth Vader, uh, which is a theme of this trilogy. He also comes back, you know, but no, it's... it's Wait, who comes back? What are you talking about? Darth Vader, at the end of uh, episode six, he, he, you know, returns to the light for a minute. Oh, 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 right, right. In the I, same way, well, Kylo had a, a little bit more of a return, but uh, yeah, so. It was a little forced, I'm not going to lie, but. Kylo? Yeah, but at the, I mean, he came back, which is cool. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think uh, it was it was fun to see, and that was one of the highlights of the, the movie and the trilogy, was seeing his arc. Yeah, I, just, I was like, I, I was, the, going in, the last time we talked, I was thinking how. How is he gonna how how is he gonna bring this story about? You know, like where is Kylo gonna go? So he's this guy that's just kind of confused the whole time, doing a lot of stuff. And you're like, what is he doing? He's like kind of evil. He's super strong, and then he's like struggling with himself. And then in this episode, J.J. Abrams talked like allowed him to kind of explore his inner feelings, and they brought back like a ghost of his dad who had a conversation with him. I know that that was pretty deep. You know, when you're able to look inside yourself and I don't know, like confront the demons and basically come out on top 
I thought that was pretty cool. So you mentioned Han there. I think that was another one of your favorites too. Yeah. Seeing um, him again. Yeah. I mean, he can't, I don't like that ghosting when they come back, but he came back and he, he had a little part where he's like, Hey boy, how you feeling boy? <laughs> like, I was like, ah, that's cool. He's talking to his dad. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool because that gave some like screen time to Han, right? I think I think that was kind of necessary because Carrie Fisher had tied in 2016, I believe. So she wasn't able to um, I think she was supposed to play a more prominent role and she probably would have been there herself if she would have been alive. But she passed in 16. So then they had to bring in Harrison Ford to kind of fulfill that role. I get what you're saying. That, so, that's what probably confused me. So then when Carrie Fisher, the role that she had in there, like. I thought it was like she was walking around a lot. So were they? What were those old scenes that were shot? Yeah, those were scenes from uh, episode seven that they had left over. And so they like, if you watch again and you pay attention, you can kind of see like as Ray's talking to her, they're talking to her. She's kind of like saying things that are, you know, almost uh, robotic or wooden a little bit. And then they're trying to like work their way around. They try and match their language to make whatever she's saying fit. Yeah. So they had to work backwards that way. So like. It works. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it kind of sucks that that's the way that the movie ended up, just with timing and everything. But um, you know, it's I thought they did a good job, all things considered, that way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess since you want to talk about the positives, I mean, fine. Yeah, that's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start positive. So. Yeah, yeah. So you said you like the flashbacks. Yeah, I thought the flashback where you saw Leia and Luke fighting with lightsabers was dope. Okay. I thought that was uh, that was super cool. That was that was a scene in the movie where Luke. Uh, was going at it with, or not going at it, uh, fighting <laughs> Leia. I didn't even know that she had powers. Like Right. Well, you saw a little bit of that in episode eight where she, you know, Mary Poppins herself back into the ship. All right. Let's talk about it for a sec. So she gets blown out of a ship. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into the physics of things. Yeah. Imagine the force. Anyway. All right. She gets blown out of a ship and yeah. she like, like you said, Mary Poppins back into the ship still able to breathe yeah and then she's still alive like it's insane it's okay so explain that like i don't get it explain that to me force man okay explain it the force so was that like her power or was that like the force like saving her or like i don't know i think i think with star wars sometimes you can get a little too deep on like trying to ask why on some of this stuff i mean not that it's i mean it's fun to talk about but i think like if you spend too much time asking why things happen, you end up with like midichlorians and that kind of stuff that people don't like where it's, it's um, sometimes like it's more fun to have faith than to have an explanation. Okay. You want to talk about faith now? Okay. Okay. So faith, sometimes we don't have to understand everything. Just have faith. That was another part of the movie that that was definitely in there. There were some, there were so many parts in the movie where, where things happen and you're like, oh my God, things are going to go. Oh my God, how are they going to live? And they're like, don't worry, just have faith. Do you remember that part? Where yeah. Was like, I was like, okay. Uh. Kind of to a ridiculous point where it's like these characters seem to know they can't die. So then they do ridiculous things and then they somehow get saved. I mean, there was, well. Because of faith. Yeah. I mean, the thing you know what? We're just going to go into the negatives of this movie because it's just so easy. Um, I think Yay. that the, pro- the problem with this movie is just there's zero stakes. There's never any stakes. They introduce a new planet that we've never heard of. They blow up a new planet we've never heard of. And then, you know, like they kill Chewbacca. They don't kill Chewbacca. They kill three- C-3PO. They don't kill C-3PO. 
Um, you know, they kill wow, Leia, but point. like Leia's point. already been dead. Like we know, we know Carrie Fisher's dead and I'll do respect, but like, we know she's dead. And so Leia dying is not a surprise. Like I wish Kylo would have lived. I don't know how he, you know, survives in the galaxy where he's how you know he really died. You don't know, well, right? You can, he might come back. Yeah. Anyone can come back, which is just ridiculous. Um, yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Anyone who's dead isn't really dead because now Palpatine's back some, some unexplained way he's back. And then it, they're just, uh, you know, it, it makes no sense that they're able to make such a big army, a standing army, like, it just, like, none of it, like, I know, again, like, I just said this five seconds ago, where you shouldn't look too deep into Star Wars sometimes, but, but it's just, uh, uh, that they're scaling up things at a certain rate, where it's just, there just aren't any, it just, I didn't feel any stakes at all in this movie, like, I didn't, right, well, what do you mean stakes, like, like, I mean, you know, the good guys are going to win, kind of regardless, in this, this trilogy, in some ways, and so when, when, when it's Poe and his three fighters against 10,000 battleships or however many are there, you just know they're going to win. And it's like, I don't really care. Like, yeah, they can, all of them can blow up a planet. Right. Like it's just, it's just getting to the, to the absurd. I mean, here, let me ask. Okay. Here's a, here's a question. Yeah. Here's a better question. If you were 10 years old, if you were a kid and you saw that movie, would your reaction be like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, yeah, of course. Okay. Okay, then maybe that maybe that's their intended audience, right? Maybe that's. I mean, like, and George Lucas has always said that Star Wars is for kids. But I mean, I think there's something to be said. Like, I think they're trying too hard to make this also be for adults, and they're trying to pander to um, yeah, so many go. things that way. Where it's like, hey, they didn't like that we changed too much in the Last Jedi, so let's just go reel it back to like what was good about Star Wars, and and I don't feel like any of this new trilogy except for episode eight has stood on its own ground like episode seven was so reliant on the original trilogy for they brought back x-wings they brought back you know the empire they brought back stormtroopers like nothing of it was its own like if you look at the prequels like they have clones which makes sense because they're eventually become stormtroopers and they have robots which are fighting or droids i guess whatever they call them in star wars but they're they're fighting but those are at least unique fighting forces like this is just redo of or reimagine like original trilogy well there was like knights of ren that was pretty cool what about what what about them was cool their costume yeah and the The whole 30 seconds the whole 30 seconds of screen time that they had that was awesome yeah that was i felt like that was kind of like the the uh when the red guards were fighting in that was dope that was super dope dope. i was i mean but then that kind of leads us like another movie right if they made a movie just on them i would watch it i mean i I would totally watch it i think we talked about this a little bit off air but I think episode seven should have been episode like six and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. And then they should have made episode seven, episode eight, and then, or yeah, episode seven, episode eight, episode nine, and then like have a a more coherent trilogy because there's so many questions that are left unanswered. Where did the first order come from? Why is Palpatine back out of nowhere? Why, you know, are all these things going on that, that just make no sense? It's, here's the thing. So I, I, what, what I think is that, so, so JJ Abrams did eight, Ryan Johnson did Oh, sorry, seven. Yeah. Ryan Johnson did nine, and then Abrams did ten. Or oh, sorry, nine. Yeah. Jay Abrams did seven and nine. Ryan Johnson did eight. Right, and they they didn't. I felt like they didn't talk to each other the whole time. They no. did like it was like totally different projects, and they're doing totally different things. And that is the problem that I had with it, where they had different uh, visions of where they thought the movie was going. Now, if this is the weirdest thing, but after watching episode nine. I actually had a little more appreciation for episode eight, which is 
totally weird because if you remember when I talked to you, I hated episode eight. Yeah. I yeah. totally hated eight. But then going through episode nine, because of how safe it was, how how much it just fell back on what it used to be, like in my head, I was like, I wish they did something a little more unsafe. Like everything was so like there was nothing at stake, right? Right. Th that was the question I kept. Uh, that was the thing I kept asking myself. I was like, so like, what is it? Why does it matter? Why does it matter that they're doing any of this? You know, they're gonna win anyways. And that was like, that was when I was like, oh, now I kind of wish that they did something risky. Okay, I have a couple things I want to talk about there first. I want to play a game here quick, and this is a little out of left field, but I want to play a game. game. Yeah, a little bit of a game called Let's Write a Star Wars Story. I'll say one word, you say the next, and we'll pretty much do exactly what they did with the Star Wars trilogy. Do you follow? Oh, I get what you're trying to say. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Luke. Is. A. Dog. Jedi. Master. <laughs> and. <laughs> he. Fights. Furry. Palpatine. Boom! Look at that. We already made a we already made a Star Wars story. I mean, that's how it felt. Like it yeah. felt like like just you know like you have to some like somebody says something it, you know like Luke like the normal word and then the next one's like dog and it's like oh that's crazy that's weird and then you try and fix it and bring it back and like it's just I don't know this whole thing's a mess. And for yeah, and for me it's like you said back to the point that you said earlier. When you die and then you get brought back, it doesn't really mean that you die because you're going to still come back. When Yoda died in whatever episode it was, five, six, six, you're like, damn, like I feel an emptiness inside of me. Yeah. Where he's like, I don't know, like he's kind of closing his eyes and kind of like getting weak. You're like, man, this, there's a certain sadness in the air. And you know it's because he's not coming back and it's, that's, that's him gone forever. And that's like a, a permanent feeling. But for the new ones, they can just bring them back. They're dead, but they're not really dead. So you're like, I don't right. know. Well, then, like, yeah, they killed Palpatine in this one. But is he dead in the next one? Probably not. You never know. Whenever, like, things start to tank, they'll just bring them back for the thousandth time. I mean, it's just, like, it, it gets a little tiresome when when they're not brought back. And then also, like, this movie, by bringing him back, kind of validates episode six and what made that movie so great with how? How's it validated? Well, because Anakin's arc was that he would bring balance to the Force, right? That was the whole thing. And, like, by him killing Sidious or Palpatine, whatever, he, like, he throws him off and then he kills him and he brings balance to the Force. That was his destiny. And now, by Palpatine coming back, like, Anakin didn't do anything. What did Anakin do? He just helped push the story along to Rey, which, I mean, fine if that's where the story is, I guess, going to go. But, like, it... Uh, I get what you're saying. Did we did we need now that this new trilogy has come out? Did we need episode four, five, six at all? Like were they, like they kind of come irrelevant because it's it's uh, Palpatine was going to survive either way. So why couldn't Ray just come in later after all those guys are dead? You know, if Luke fails there in episode six in in defeating Vader and Palpatine, then whatever Ray comes back in a few years and and does the job, finishes the job. So like it kind of makes it so that. Like, what was the point of episodes five and six, four, five, six? Well, to make money and sell, obviously. Well, but that was, I mean, like, but the, there was there was a complete story there, and it's it's just kind of a takes that away, I think. No, I I I agree with you. Um, All right, so uh, thank you for listening, everyone. We're gonna wrap up here. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, sure, it's a pleasure as always. Um, any closing remarks? Anything you want to say?
uh, didn't mean to be so negative, but uh, I swear once we got on that negativity train, it's hard to get out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I uh, mean, it's a, uh, it's, it's not like, I mean, if we were talking about Avengers Endgame, I think it'd be, I mean, I love that movie. So it'd be a little different. We're not always negative, but <laughs> uh, this, this new Star Wars has just been tough. So yeah, that's about it. All right. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. It, it's hard because I think, okay, so outside of the movie aspect, I think it's challenging to, let's say if you're Ryan Johnson or you're J.J. Abrams. Yeah. I think that what they were told from above, from the, the executives from Disney, they're like, you know what? We have a lot of money invested in Star Wars. $4 billion is what they paid for. I, well, they have an amusement park and all these all, yeah. all this stuff coming out. And they're like, we cannot fail. We cannot have people hate on this franchise. We have too much invested in it. And if it all tanks because of these movies, you guys, like, it's going to be bad news. So we need you guys to make us win on all fronts. Like, you don't need to be risky and do anything that's going way off the cusp with, like, episode eight. But just just do things enough that's safe enough that we have people enjoy the series. That's why there's like it's like just like it's like kind of like a Disney ending to all of it, you know? There's like you die, but you don't really die because you're still there. Or like we win all the we if you believe we'll win. If you have hope and faith, then then you're gonna be then we're gonna be safe. And I guess like I don't know, maybe I'm too much of an adult, you know, but like have some stake in the game, right? If if you do something and it is bad, like a bad action, there is consequence. That is something I like. Like I don't like it when someone does something really silly and then they get rewarded for it. Because then that's teaching you that if you do silly things, you get rewarded for silly things, right? Wait, like what? Like let's put all of our fleets into this all or nothing action against the craziest force ever assembled and hope hope right. that we get reinforcements wait do you know who's coming nah man don't ask these questions just believe and have faith that they hear us and they'll come you sure man this is our lives at stake yeah man it's all faith believe me right. believe in the force you know it's like come on buddy nah man that's not how it works you know yeah well that's that's where i think that's where i really enjoyed episode eight because i felt like they uh brian johnson challenged the like what was expected of what was going to happen, you know, like I just want to see things, you know, I'm, I'm tired after this trilogy of seeing like the small rebels taking on the much larger fleet out of nowhere. Like, like we've seen that before, like give us something new, something different. And I, I think like doing like, if I want to see the original trilogy, I'll go watch the original trilogy. I don't need to see the new trilogy with like just updated graphics. Like that doesn't really do that much for me. You know, give me a new story. Give me a new challenge. Like, Flip but, it, but I'd say like flip it on its head. Do something. But you like, can't though, right? But what you just said is interesting because you can't you can't just say flip it on its head because what if people don't like it? If you're doing something so if you challenge people so much and they're like, you know what? I don't know how I feel about this. I like the old stuff. Like that's too risky for you to go on that limb, especially if let's just say that people don't like it. You know. Well, but I think anything we're doing like has some in, some risk. I mean, if you want to make a, a movie that really stands out, like it has to have some risk. I mean, like anything we're doing in life has some risk to it. Like doing the safe thing just doesn't get like that's staying on your couch and watching TV. Like I think I think Ryan Johnson for episode eight did that. He he challenged the people and they did not like that. They did not like his direction and he had a lot of pushback. 
I think That's I think they problem. could do better in some ways because you know, like my thing was with like uh, with Luke, um, you know, like and, and I still blame a lot of this on JJ for how they set up episode seven because what was Ryan Johnson supposed to do if he didn't? JJ set it up so that episode eight would be episode five just redone again where. Like, Ray, I am your father. Like, that was set up. Like, who is Ray's parents? Who gives a shit? I don't care. Does anyone care? Like, I don't know. Probably. Well, I'm, apparently, but, like, that came out of left field. Like, let's right, not right, pretend right. like that's been set up this entire time. You know? I thought it, I think it was, though. I don't think it was. You don't think so? Like, okay, so episode seven, they kept talking about that. They're like, Ray, you're special. There's something about you that's special. We don't know what it is, but I wanted to know. And then... There wasn't anything special. And then episode nine, they're like, yes, there was something special. I mean, you just didn't know it. If you read like, if you read threads about who Ray's parents were, it was always like, oh, she's, she's an Obi-Wan. She's a, a Palpatine. She's a Skywalker. And then it's like Finn, like who are his parents? Oh, it could be Lando. It could be uh, Mace Windu. It's like, it's like, okay, like, does everyone's parents have to be famous or can like, like who are Han Solo's parents? Who gives a shit? He's dope. Like, you know, you didn't really need to know who Leo Organa's parents were. Like, eventually you figure that out. But, like, who cares? She's dope. Like, yeah, you can yeah, have yeah. unique characters without their parents being, like, somewhat famous. Yeah. And this, I, I, I'm looking forward to episode 10, which will come eventually, I know, because clearly Ray called herself Skywalker at the end. Also, spoiler warning for anyone. <laughs> I, I should have said that earlier. Uh, <laughs> it ruined my life. Uh, but, you, you know, like. Like they're gonna have another episode after this, and I'm, I guess I'm looking forward to that because it'll be out of the weight of the the pre- original trilogy. Like I feel like there was some burden that they felt they had to bear to like live up to that hype. What what hype? What, what kind of hype? Well, just um, I feel like they Disney felt they were under pressure to not be the prequels, but to like give homage to the original trilogy. And I feel like they paid a little too much homage without. Honestly, Kylo Ren is, an, is a great example of the sequel trilogy compared to the original trilogy, right? Like, he's kind of like Vader, but like kind of an off-brand Vader, just a little bit updated, like a little bit different, but not able to set out on his own and be his own person. They, uh, I thought that in the last episode, he was, they made his uh, ferocity way up there. They took his yeah. his level of craziness and they doubted it a lot but they're still trying to like so I, I, maybe that's maybe that's what you're talking about by resembling vader yeah he even did like a couple of the, he did like that finger thing that vader always does yeah and then like when people interrupt him he like crushed him you know yeah so i mean he's uh i think i think kylo is great as a character and i really did enjoy him but you know like he was just another redo of, of vader though which just to me is just like a, kind like of a lame. crazy badass well, but he of. wasn't. <laughs> but like he he wanted to look like Vader. He wanted to be like Vader. I mean, that's in the story, and that kind of that makes sense that he's trying to be like his grandfather. But you know, why not just be your own person? And into this sequel trilogy, why not just be your own sequel trilogy? Like, make a unique new story. Like, I mean, say what you will about George Lucas, but he brought us to new locations, new ideas, and here it just feels like it's just another redo. And that I think is the most frustrating thing about this. It seems like a wasted trilogy. I hear you saying it's like the it's like Planet Too Safe, you know. Exactly. And let me ask you a question. Do you like they they just got bought out by Disney? Yeah. So when they were a part of uh, Lucasfilm, or they still yeah. are, like they have more freedom with how risky they can go, right? Well, they don't have was, to offend people. I mean, one guy they're not afraid of right offending people. But now you're in, you're under Disney's umbrella. You you can't 
you can't be doing things that's a uh, that's um that would offend like little kids or parents, right? Has to be a Disney film. Has to be a good ending. Has to inspire. Has to have a brand. You have to fall under the Disney brand of invoking inspiration or whatever it is to little kids. But I mean, so in that aspect, you have to play it safe. That's true. But they, I mean, they still show like planets getting destroyed and people getting murdered. You know, in these movies, like they're not. Oh my god! That, it's not oh my god! That was a, that was that was something that that like stuck out to me. If you were bad, which is kind of weird because it's a Disney film. If you were bad, they and you got killed, like no one bats an eye. And I'm like, wait, that person just got murdered pretty bad. Like, uh, but if you're a good person, you can't be right. And it's like, I don't know. It was like a subtle message that like, like more weight is put into a good person dying or they shouldn't even die because they're a good person. But then if you're bad, you're like getting sliced and killed as if nothing. Well, let me ask you this. How how much of your perception of that movie would have changed if they would have just, again, spoiler alert, if they would have just let Ray be dead, keep her dead and let Kylo live on? How much would that have changed your perception of the movie? Oh, that's a deep question. What do you mean? Like if she died? Yeah, because she, she's dead at the end and then Kylo uses resurrection, which... Also is really dumb because that was exactly what Anakin was looking for in episode three when he converted to the dark side. And they're like, oh, yeah, we brought that back now. So Anakin could have done that. But nah, maybe it's a force that they have Uh, if Ray was to die because she she can't die. She she, can't die because she's the good person. Right. What I tell you, she's the good person. She can't die. And that's the that's the thing. Like you're exactly right. But I'm I'm asking But if you're bad, I don't care. Like all the Knights of Ren. Yeah, they, they got like sliced, and I was yeah. like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, yeah. who just went on a murdering rampage? And then Ray can't die because she has to get. And there was that snake that that kind of looked good, and the snake got healed too. I'm like, "Oh, I guess snakes can't die if they're good too." Yeah, well, you know what I'm talking about, right? You right. know what I'm talking about. Like, right. so so but the death that... of a person is weighted more if you're good versus if you're an evil person, then it's weight less. There's no weight to the, to the good people dying because nobody good in this movie dies. Who's a good person that dies in this movie? Um, that the one, uh, the one guy from Lost, kind of. He was the pilot in Lost. And then he was in like Heroes. Uh, he has the beard, you know. No. Anyways, he, his his X wing flew into something. Like he's the only, and then Leia obviously died. But like, yeah, you don't know him because he doesn't even have a to, name. He well, doesn't have a name. Exactly. Nobody, uh, nobody that good as dies in this entire movie. There's no stakes. And it's, but like, yeah. so so. I want you to answer my question. I'm not going to let you get off easy. Okay. How does your view of this movie change if Ray dies and Kylo's the only one left? I feel like that is the end of a good movie because like, like the person who should live and who deserves to live is Ray, but she doesn't. And then the person who has this guilt of being as bad of a person as he was, he does live and he doesn't, he doesn't get off. He gets off easy because he dies and he doesn't have to face any of his questions. To answer your question, I, I would be a little surprised because I was like, Oh damn, that's a Disney movie. But then it didn't have a Disney ending. Uh, I would, it would be anticlimactic for me because you're working up so much on this character, learning herself and learning her powers and learning the force. And then she suddenly just died. Like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't like that. Imagine like, Imagine working so hard at something and then just not getting and just like not like like trying so hard, never getting to school. Like that's that's anticlimactic. But but I mean, that that's that's a good that's a good story, though. That's a good tragedy. That sucks. 
Well, yeah, it sucks. Life sucks sometimes, you know? Like, I mean, have, have, did you read the Harry Potter books at all? Or I read the, the first one, I, and I didn't, I didn't watch the rest of the movie. I mean, you know, and spoiler alert for those as well, I guess. But, like, there's there in the third book, like, Harry's, like, with his awful parents, and then he's talking to his godfather, and his godfather's, well, why don't you come live with me, and it won't be such a horrible existence. I remember, like, reading that in the book and, like, feeling my spirits be lifted by that story because Harry's going to get out of this crappy situation, and then he's going to be able to live with his godfather, who's this dope, cool guy, and then you know what happens? Shit goes awry, and he can't do it. And, you know, like, like you have this, like, oh, man, it's going to be great. How and did then, you feel? Fantastic. I was, like, devastated. But Thank that, you. You want Disney to want their, their viewers, the little kids, to feel devastated? Yes. No, they have to sell That's action figures. Cry. You don't, like. They like, have to make them cry. Like, do you think they're going to buy less Kylo action figures now that he's dead? Do you think they're going to buy less? Uh, do you think they would buy less Ray action figures? I just, I just think, like, give. I want something like unique or challenging from Star Wars instead of just a retread. And I feel like that would have done it in some ways. I I agree with you, man. But like, okay, given the direction from, and I'm making this up because I don't know how Disney gives direction to their people, but given the direction where they're like, you know what? We need to promote Ray. We need to sell this female heroic figure who defeats the, the dark side and we want girls to be inspired out there. You can't just have that 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 figure get offed. Imagine if Mulan got killed. Mulan what if Mulan got killed? What if Cinderella never never made it out in time? What if uh, you know fill in everything? What if Beauty and the Beast what if what if Belle just went and broke all the roses? Like it wouldn't be a movie. It wouldn't be legit and it wouldn't sell that Disney story that Feeling. Let me ask you this. Yes, what David. Jin, what is it? What if Jin Erso? Who? Jin Erso Erso? Who's that? You'll 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 remember this in a minute. What if she uh was able to get the Death Star plans out of Scarif and send it up to the Rebel Transport so that the Rebels could have a chance in Rogue One and then she gets nuked by the Death Star blowing up the planet? That was my favorite part. Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, favorite. that's what I'm talking about. Like Disney has done this in the past. It's not ridiculous. But like, Damn it, was, David, you're so good. She was a really so good, good. She was a really good character who. But just, that wasn't real. I don't know. Like, is that really like? That's too risky. That's too. That's so risky. Well, that's what's wrong with that. I, I don't know. Let me ask you this. She looked. She looked to the horizon. Okay, if if you guys don't remember in in the movie Rogue One, the main character at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, she looks to the horizon and she like holds the hand of her lover or something, and then like this giant laser comes and blasts the planet, and she dies kind of that's what happened yeah it's kind of you're like yeah. oh my god but she's then, followed up by like a nuclear mushroom clap but there was something about that that was like wow that was intense and i liked it but it wasn't a disney ending and maybe it's because i liked it because of that but i don't know if i was a kid i don't know how i feel about that i mean i think i think it's you know like kids to a point have to start to deal with death and like their heroes yeah but it ain't a disney it. movie I know, and that's... Look at Bambi. I mean, you know how many maybe, kids are still traumatized by Bambi? Maybe that's what, like, dooms these Star Wars movies under Disney is just the fact they can't take risk now. Like, they're so afraid to take a risk or do something unique. But that's just... It's just incredibly frustrating. I think what, what they did, they tried to do that with 8, and they didn't make money from that. Like, they lost money. They made $1.6 billion from that movie, as opposed to $2.2 billion from Force Awakens. And this one is going to make even less than... So what does that say? 
I don't know. You tell me. I don't know either, to be honest. But I, I think that's just like, I think, I think that because seven was so safe, eight went a little too far in being crazy. Right. And then nine went back a little too far being a little too safe. So like, if you come out with seven and it, seven's it just- It was so obvious what nine was, right? Nine's like, you know what? These are the problems. Fix it because we have too much on the line. Fix it. Make people happy. Don't you do anything risky. Just make people happy. Get it done. Yeah. That's and, what I thought. And if they if they were, you know, if, if seven would have been a little more risky itself, then eight doesn't have to be as risky to compensate. And then nine doesn't have to be unrisky. You know, like you could kind of like balance things out a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. And have it a trilogy stand on its own, but it just, um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know where. Like, I, I was listening to another podcast where they asked, like, what what questions does this new trilogy answer for you? That Poe had a lover. That was probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, that I didn't mention that earlier. Poe, there was an arc with Poe and his lover on some random planet that I don't know about. The one that gets blown up. Randomly, nice. Yeah. Cause, cause we never heard of it, the and of it. They blow up a, a planet of no stakes and she survives. Lord knows how, but magical of Disney star Wars. Everyone survives. No one ever dies, but you know Except what I'm talking about, right? Like Palpatine it was so rushed. That arc was so rushed. And I was like, damn, that was like, that was kind of deep. Like there was obviously something going on in there. And there was that one scene where they're, they're sitting with each other. And then she's like, Poe, let's go. Just me and you. We can just run away together. And I'm like, damn, I like this. And then he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. And then they kind of just stopped that, that, that part of the story. Remember that? Right. It was just, a, it was a minute long. It was, yeah. yeah, it was so short. It was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta move on. Cause we gotta talk about other stuff. I was like, Jesus, like, can we just like explore that a little more? I thought that was a little interesting. Well, how, like, and, and again, if we wanted to make this a little more interesting, how much more interesting would it have been if Poe would have just left with her? And maybe come back for the final battle. And I know he's supposed to be a general and whatever, but like just uh That would have been sick. That would have been sick. Been, I mean, like, and maybe, maybe actually that makes a lot more sense. If he and her run off and they go rally everyone up, and then like they're like, Poe abandon us, like we're we're done, we're cooked, and like you just have Finn who's like out there and he's like trying and to do like, the best. No, he would never abandon us. Have faith. <laughs> that would make a lot more sense. That would make so much sense. And then boom, that would make so much sense. You know, like something like that would have just been much more exciting than like Lando somehow. Because like that would have given them space to get this stuff done. Yeah. Lando, I, another podcast was you mentioned this. Like in an afternoon, he rallies the entire galaxy to come to where they're going. An entire afternoon. So that's all it takes. He goes to a million planets and he's somehow able to gather everyone up. Despite the fact that when they called out in episode eight, you know, like they couldn't get anybody to help them out. And somehow Lando, I guess, is just that. Because you Lando, that's why. I mean, I guess. But. Lando, like every time he comes on the movie, he's like, hey, ho, guys, I got everybody. Ha, ha, ha. Or like they're like looking for keys. He's like, hey, it's right here, buddies. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, who is this guy? Like he has everything. Right. He 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 always has like the answer for everything. And like, that yeah. Just, you know, who is he anyways? He gets back to another thing in this story where, and, and I think it's kind of before where you said, you know, when I brought up the Kylo living and Ray dying thing where you said like, oh, that's, that's like too risky. Like that's, you know, that if, if we like turn this back to PA school for a minute, if we're looking at your PA school experience, if you knew you could take a test and not fail it, would like PA school feel like earned or deserved at all? Damn, that was so deep, David. Would it? I mean, like. You you'd get that through was it. So deep. And yeah, we did it, but 
but you haven't earned it. And that's, I feel like this trilogy hasn't earned anything because it just, there's, there's just no, no loss, no hardship. Like what has that the resistance so really gone I, I don't know, man. Like PA school, like there's so much fun, but at least for didactic year, exams are not to be scoffed at. Like an exam is the one thing you better do is pass that exam. I don't yeah. care if you go out and play. I don't care if you go drink. I don't care if you do whatever. I don't care if you not sleep. You better pass that exam. So in that regard, like, I guess some exams are not as tough as others, but like each of those exams, when you pass it or when you go into it, it's a monumental effort. It's like a battle, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man, like you, I, I, I feel like I definitely earned it because each of those came with anxiety of not passing, failing out and just, repeating in the next year and right. that is a huge motivator and that that uh that's huge skin in the game have you have you ever failed an exam in pa school yeah of course i have yeah i think everyone has i have too um but you know like once you fail one that sucks it really does but when you pass one like after that and you're like like you just that that feeling of passing just feels that much better yeah, you know, when you when you felt the like uh, sting of defeat, as they say, the sting of defeat. Well, it's even more than that, man. Uh, for me, it's like so. Every time you take we take we t we t in school we take tests on computers, and it's a good and bad thing. Good thing is after you press submit, you totally see the score you get, so you know how well you do, whether you pass or not, and how well the spread of the class is. And you know, there's that very few times when you click it and the score just comes out like totally left field where you're like what the flying freak just happened like and it is 30 out of 50 and you're like oh damn yeah and it is the worst feeling in the world it's bad you're, yeah and you're thinking of all the work you're like oh, i'm just gonna quit and sell pizza now like you're, you're thinking of yeah. all the worst things that come to mind you're just stuck there you're you're you're, you're feeling i feel numb i'm like shaking and i'm like oh my god this is not happening that can be a, a crazy motivator you know yeah so my again my i, I don't I just, know where would we going with that well, but like I feel like that's the Star Wars of this this new trilogy is like there just was no stakes. I mean, uh, I get you put out you put out the giant obstacle, they just do it no matter what, and you know they're going to do it no matter what. Like, give me the Death Star that they have that they can't blow up, and now what? That's what I want to see from like the next. Give us give a real challenge where like you expect them to do something and then they don't. You know, because that's yeah. Star Wars like like I mean that was kind of the best part about Empire Strikes Back is. Um, the Empire kind of won there. Like they took Han hostage. They they beat the rebels at their base. Like they they kind of showed the low of a of their their conflict a little bit. And and here there's there just hasn't been any low. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe eight eight's the best example of a low. And like I said, like I don't know, you like in the last in the last podcast that we did, I hated eight. I hated yeah. eight. But it's so weird that watching nine. It, I mean, it was so, it just went with the template of everything that you expect that I kind of have a bigger appreciation for eight, which is so weird. Like, yeah. I would never imagine that I would like eight. But then when I think about it, I'm like, oh, you know what? He actually did, went out on a limb and he tried something new. He tried something totally different. I guess I can appreciate that more. It's so weird that I appreciate that after seeing how safe the last episode was. So I don't know. I thought, I thought yeah. that was pretty crazy. It'll be interesting to see over the next few years how kind of the the temperature of these movies fans out a little bit because um, 
it's been an interesting ride. I'm not really excited for Star Wars as much as I was. You, you like know, the Mandalorian? I didn't Mandalorian, watch it. Mandalorian's been great. Yeah, I don't, but, even, I, I don't watch it. So I don't even know. I mean, my excitement level for in 2015 when Episode Seven came out was like sky high, and now I'm kind of I don't really care to see another Star Wars for a while. You know, I'm just kind of burnt out. So, not to end on a negative, but that's kind of where we're at. So. That's that's life, guys. Negativity. That's the <laughs> negativity. <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you for listening, everyone. We're going to wrap up here. Uh, Viet, thank you for coming on. Uh, sure, it's a pleasure as always. Um, any closing remarks, anything you want to say? Uh, didn't mean to be so negative, but uh, I swear once we got on that negativity train, it's hard to get out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, it's uh, it's it's not like, I mean, if we were talking about Avengers Endgame, I think it'd be, I mean, I love that movie, so it'd be a little different. We're not always negative, but uh, <laughs> this this new Star Wars has just been tough. So, yeah, that's about it. All right, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>